This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome to Nerd School. Nerd! 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 Yeah. Suck it, nerd! 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 Uh. Welcome to Nerd School. My name is Loki. Welcome to the Nerd School podcast. You jerk. Well, uh, what do you say? Well, do-gooders, you might have remembered we left off talking about Aquila and the Bee. And I was supposed to watch it. And I did watch 13 seconds of the opening. (laughs) Only 13 seconds. I got distracted or something happened. I can't remember. I said, for some reason I started watching like right before I had to go to work or something. I turned it on and I was like, I got to leave. What am I doing? Um, But we were right at, I think if I remember correctly, we were right at the part where uh, T'Challa, Okoye and Nakia, uh-huh. I spelled it uh, frenetically, so I wouldn't Nakia. make the brand fun to knock again. Well, I spelled it weird. It looks like Nukia, how I wrote it. But uh, I was like, who's Nukia? But that's I wrote it like that, so I wouldn't <laughs> say Nokia. Uh, Nakia traveled to Busan in, in South Korea, where they've learned that Claw is planning to sell the artifact there to a CIA agent, Everett K. Ross. Uh-huh. And I had made a note, and Art Star and I talked about it on our private episode that that song that's playing is by um the gangnam style gangnam style guy and snoop dog uh at a collaboration psy psy yeah psy um uh everett k ross uh was uh, we first met him in civil war but he was created by christopher priest and kenny martinez in kazar number 17 in 1998 uh, his appearance in the the first Black Panther Marvel Knights volume is based heavily on Michael J. Fox, but uh, Priest has said he sort of wrote him as more of like a Chandler Bing type. Claw? So like the no Everett K. Ross. Oh, oh Everett K. Ross. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I was a little behind. Okay, it's like he's like like Michael J. Fox. No, like in the book, like in the like the first issues or that series he's sort of drawn he's like a little short guy who's always like sarcastic and snarky he's always wearing an orange and, vest uh, uh no you're mallory no. but uh <laughs> there's a whole thing well like he was the, the he's like the the white guy point of view character into black panther's world in this series okay and he's constantly getting caught up in like huge shenanigans that black panther's involved in at one point, he is uh, sitting in a room alone while Mephisto, who is like Marvel's version of Satan, is just sitting there in full, like on a demon throne of skulls in the apartment waiting for Black Panther to return. And he's sitting there uh, trying to figure out how to fill the weird, awkward silence. And uh, and at this point, at some point, he had lost his pants in an earlier thing. And uh, he was like they had this conversation and suddenly said like the Mephisto was like you seem uncomfortable like yeah they 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 took my pants and he was like a gift then and he gives him some pants and then he goes uh oh wow this is awesome it's very thank you very much and he was like 
oh shit, I just sold my soul for a pair of pants. And uh, it was kind of funny. And then like he he tried to take them off and there was always another pair of pants underneath him. So the devil was fucking with everything. Okay. Oh, it's funny that you say that he's supposed to be like the white guy's perspective, like in that storyline. In the, well, I, I, that's I, what every black um, story needs: a white man's perspective. Well, that's kind of <laughs> what that's kind of what I felt like it was in the movie too. It was like, did they add this guy just so that white people wouldn't be scared to watch a movie with all kinda, black people? Like, probably because uh, everything he does like, is sort of. To me, it just seems unnecessary. Like that, like it just seems like they wedged in the whole him flying thing. Almost like, like even when he's like asking Shuri, like what to do, like she's the but middle of a bunch of him, like, him doing the flying thing. Like yeah. I guess it's him showing off, showing it. Like hey, he's a pilot. Like he was a pilot. Yeah, like, he knows how to yeah. fly. So like Which, you just can't have him just like. You know, give him this backstory, but then not kind of sort of use it. Yeah, that was that do anything. That. He was not an Air Force pilot, and he was like a bureaucrat, like a special, like he's a guy who would escort heads of state around Washington D.C. He was only he's like to... a Colson or something, right? Like just like a yeah, no he's name. he's kind of like yeah. that, like the Office of uh, something protocol or something was OCP. Because I felt like this movie, the only downside to this movie really is the parts with him just flying around. Like, I was like, go back to the action. Like, I don't care about what he's doing, really. Like, it just felt yeah. like it was. So you're if, basically if, saying the colonizer was getting to you. Yeah, the colonizer. I love what she calls him colonizer. That's pretty funny. And then he says, no, my name's Everett Ross. And she's like, I know who you are. I'm fucking yeah, like, sure. I got all the information in the world at my fingertips, you idiot. You know. Well, he was a very enjoyable character in the comics, at least. Okay. For, and then, like, the, I, mean, I like the actor. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but like, the way he was written in the comics was a lot, you know, funnier and and like quick witted and really snappy, and also just completely out of his depth and constantly put upon as well. So like, he was just constantly trying to figure out what the hell was going on and they in the movies they made him a bit more competent and uh yeah i mean not that he wasn't competent but he had uh he was a, a lot uh in the comics his competence like showed up only like when it really needed to happen otherwise he was just fucking flustered all the time well i mean he, but he brought think, some humor in the movie too he did but like yeah he he like like you said it's not like Oh, I love that guy. It's more like, oh, that guy's yeah. there. Yeah, I felt like he, yeah, he definitely served a purpose because they used his, him to push along the storyline and all that, you know, where he's the struggling, like, he represents the U.S. struggling with Wakanda over possession of Claw or whatever, and, you know, with uh, uh, him saving Nakia's life, she then has to they have to rush back. To, like gives them a reason to go back to Wakanda because they got to save yeah. him or whatever. I right, guess right. so. I and I don't think he's like completely unnecessary because he does kind of like like his reactions to stuff and it gives like a Koye like like I love the little moment where they're pissed off at this stupid American guy. <laughs> like this, yeah, the, you know, it's like one of the things though. Like also, like he's the white guy point of view because you know when you're in the late '90s and you're doing a black centered comic book. Uh, you have to hold a white guy's hand to get him to start reading. Like, all right, come on, this is you can well, read a black lady comic book, Mister. Maybe it did. It maybe it did help 
get some way people to it to might have but it all he was also the guy like that shows the point of view of how much everyone underestimates wakanda and black panther in particular yeah i think that's kind of why you need him like you need yeah. you need to see the like you need like a just a panel of what america's you know and it was also yeah. like a time when they he like the the that story, which has made me a Black Panther fan, I, I might have been like the dumb white guy that had to be handheld into this. You are a dumb white guy. I am. But uh, Black Panther was sort of like the way he was writing Black Panther is like he wasn't like the center of his own story. He was like it was like this guy is coming into this world and Black Panther is like this was sort of turning him into Marvel's Batman for a while. Just like this mysterious Oh. ultra competent super genius kind of guy that's like monitoring all the world and, and keeping track of everything and has contingency plans on top of contingency plans and so like it was him trying to figure out who t'challa was and t'challa not giving him marvel's inch. batman is that a comparison people make a lot because i i see that kind of now I, you know he's you a, wearing a black costume with 20 years but uh well, and they both the... have immense amount of wealth and resources well but... that's well, then his yeah. parents die. Well, at least his father dies. You know, yeah. it's, um, and but, in the comics, he didn't have a mother either. Like his mother had already died when in like childbirth or something, so he never knew the mom. He had a stepmom, but yeah, you know, a panther's way cooler than a bat. Yeah, um, and also, but Batman is not the king cool, of it. <laughs> TBJ's Watch got to defend her. She's got to defend her Batman. Um, Watch yourself. But the difference is T'Challa has to actually run a country, and his priority is being a king is, as opposed to fighting crime. Sure. Like, he has to govern, where Batman is just, I'm going to go out and beat up some mentally ill people. And, uh, yeah. Which is one's the most... a king, one's a vigilante. Both yeah. are hot. We're good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one thing I did make a note of here that when that it reminded me of with that that Snoop Dogg and Psy song is one thing I noticed in the soundtrack or the score is uh, the, the hip hop beats they play every time we cut to Killmonger. It's like American hip hop music kind of thing, mm -hmm. which is kind of a cool transition. It's like, you know, you're going to Killmonger now, but it, it also made me like Killmonger more. I was like, this, that's another reason I was kind of on the side. I was like, Oh yeah, a cool beat, a good beat. And then we're, we're at Michael B. Jordan. And it's like, mm -hmm. You gotta kind of like the guy, even though he's supposed to be the bad guy. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like the standard thing is the best villains are the ones whose point of view you can almost see. You're like, you're right yeah. there. It's like, you know, like I can relate. I, I, I see where relate. you're coming from. Yeah, you see, you I understand them. You empathize with them. So then you're a little torn too, rather than just kill that right. guy, hate that guy. Well, then, Al although I will say, uh, not to spoil anything, but Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yeah, their villain is really good because you fucking hate him. <laughs> oh, he's so hateable. Huh. Huh. Okay. I, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't. Well, even. You know, I haven't. Art, yeah. you you saw it, Art? I haven't seen it yet. What about you, TBJ? I haven't even had a good nap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't right, think well, I can see it weekend. without seeing a bunch of other stuff like. You know what I mean? I don't want to mess it up, but I am getting ahead. I'm starting to watch all of them, and then I'll rewatch again before we record them. So I've I've seen uh, um the next one, whatever it is. The uh, what the next one? The Avengers where they all disappear into the ether. Infinity War. Infinity yeah. War. Yeah, and I was really surprised. spoilers. 
Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> but uh, a firefight ensues, and Claw attempts to escape, but he's caught by T'Challa, who reluctantly releases him into Ross's custody. So we get the whole like uh, casino scene, or I guess it's a casino. Yeah. And that, uh, that look for Okoye when she has to wear that wig and the red dress. Yeah. Th- that is a callback to her first appearance. When like when the Dormalaje were first introduced, they weren't all, you know, like hard ass warriors. There's only I think there was only like two of them. And oh. it was it was Nakia and uh uh Koye. And they looked like that. They had they like, had hair? They had hair and they had like they were like dresses. Were, they're both like flanking T'Challa in all times, and they were super hard. They were still badass fighters, but in the comics, Nakia was a Dora Milaje because she yeah. distinctly says in this she's not, not a Dora. Dora. Yeah, yeah. It, originally she was, and then, uh, but like when they originally created it, was this is something I'm glad they kind of left by the wayside. It was some sort of uh, they were like pseudo. Uh, wives in training in order to broker a peace between all the tribes as long as like they like different tribes had a representative that may or may not eventually become the queen or something like they were there was a peace there and T'Challa had no interest in actually being with either one of them but this it was just like a station created to sort of uh give everybody some potential representation I guess and but and then it got weird because Mephisto did some shit and uh, made uh, Nakia and T'Challa almost hook up or something. And then T'Challa realized, wait, 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 I was just possessed by Mephisto or something. Nakia didn't take that well, that rejection well, and kind of went crazy and villainous. Mephisto. So I'm, I'm glad. they Mephisto is Marvel's Satan, basically. They yeah. He hasn't been in the MCU yet that we know about. Okay, yeah, it sounds familiar, but, uh, but uh, I think we've, we've we've talked about him. You guys have a few times, yeah. like with uh, Wanda, and uh, maybe t- did we talk about him with Iron Man? Maybe he'll probably come in around the time Doctor Doom shows up. Is Doctor Doom confirmed to be in the MCU? Not yet, but I, I mean, would assume if you if, 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 if you do a Fantastic Four. Not yeah. if, like when. Yeah, and nothing's off limits, Joe. Yeah, it's like you can't have Fantastic yeah. Doctor Doom. I mean, you can't have Fantastic Four without Doctor Doom. I feel like Every- Doom should actually. Doom could carry his own movie if done right. This would just be the story of Doctor Doom. So you saying it wouldn't be like, uh, what's the Jared Leto one would suck? Why can't I think of the Joker, Spider Man villain, Mor- Spider Man? Yeah. You said it wouldn't be Morbius. It would not be Morbin time. Well, wasn't he Mysterio? I don't think of Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. No, you're thinking of Morbius. Just it was not good, but it was specifically his vehicle. Morbius, the living Wait. vampire. Morbius is a was a movie on its own. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and it, and it did very badly, but then nerds sort of uh, liked it. No, they didn't, but they had fun mocking it so much and they talked about <laughs> it. It became like, so bad it was fun to see. Really? Yeah, and I think they sarcastically asked, "Oh, you should re-release it. We'll all go see it this time." And then like <laughs> they put it back out in theaters and still nobody showed up. Uh, like, ah, more when, when was this? When like how long like last year, I think, or oh, okay. not long ago. That's funny. Yeah, I think it was like last about a year ago, about this time, I think. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Well, this whole casino fight scene was really cool. 
yeah yeah and very the, awesome and the the chase scene is really awesome the car chases and the car falling apart and Okoye really just steps out as a real badass in these two scenes yeah. like yeah. kicking people's ass with her spear and then uh and then when she gets on top of the car, it doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like it just yeah. like and yeah. it falls apart and she's like surfing it, like surf riding it. And mm. uh I mean that whole th- chasing was cool. Uh yeah, I remember the first time I I had to watch it like four times because the first time I watched it, I was like, Who's chasing who? Where's what's happening? I don't know. It's like so fast, uh, mm. and so good. But it's such such a, a good two back to back scenes, I thought was really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's that thing like that Marvel can do like they did it in Avengers where they're just sort of panning through a whole bunch of people fighting in different ways at the same time. So cool, and yeah. having a great transition between them. Uh, and there's another one of those in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, but uh, I'll uh, I'll stop talking about that. I feel like you want to talk about the movie, Andy. Okay. Like you really feel like I feel like your your lips are burning because you got like spoiler. Just want to ooze out. Sure, but uh, no one else has seen it, so I'm not going to spoil it for anybody else. Andy's lips are burning. I appreciate that, Andy. I appreciate that. Do you feel some type of way by you being the only one of us who's seen it? Uh, Some type of way, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kind of. It's it's fun. Like, ha, I know a thing that you guys only barely care about. Well, uh... (laughs) You guys only pretty... I think everybody cares about it, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, it, it's good, Billy. But Claw Claw tells Agent Ross that Wakanda is not a third world nation at all, but a technological superpower. But before they can go any further, Killmonger attacks their hideout and rescues Claw. And this is when Black Panther sees Killmonger for the first time and notices the ring as he's driving away. Uh, and I was going to ask, is the mask that Killmonger wears that he got out of the museum... That's a nod to the like what he looked like in the comics type of thing, or mm, not? I I don't remember seeing that particular look, but uh, I'll, I don't think I'll... it was. I think it was a nod to the museum they just robbed and taking back their ancestral goods. Yeah, but I mean, like Killmonger in the comics is like is supposed to tower above the child. Like he's this massive dude who's just uh completely. I mean, he, every other way, but like. He's fine. Like he's super cut and ripped, and is a guy that T'Challa cannot beat in a fight. Like multiple times, T'Challa just like cannot get the job done. He's got tall and has super long dreadlocks and stuff. Um, and at one point, he actually uh, sort of stole the like the the whole arc with Killmonger beating him and throwing him over the falls. That's right out of the comic books. Like, and then becoming really? the Black Panther himself. Oh, okay. He didn't become the king, but he became the Black Panther, and. He even tried to join the Avengers as Black Panther for a minute. But, oh, really? Killmonger did? Yeah, for like two issues, and then he's like, "All right, this is bullshit." Hmm. But uh, <laughs> it was kind of it was really cool. Like, fuck this shit. Well, this is when Ross is severely injured, like we talked about, and and so rather than chase Claw, T'Challa takes Ross to Wakanda, where the medical technology can save him because he saves Nakia. Uh, when Ross arrives to Shuri's lab. Oh, yeah, there's a, a thing I may note of. She says, oh, another broken white boy for us to fix? Uh, now, my question is, that's, is that alluding to Winter Soldier? Yeah. Okay, so we are. do we know Winter Soldier's there already? Or Yeah, we already saw it in, at the end of Civil War. We've seen it, yeah. We've seen him there. 
Okay. Like they took him there because it's like, all right, just put me under cryostasis. And when you figure (laughs) out how to cure me, then wake me up again. Gotcha. Right. I couldn't remember like when that cutscene was because I know there's a cutscene in this one also with Winner's Wolf Lion or White Tiger or the White Wolf. White White Tiger. White Tiger. White Tiger is a whole different character. Your mom was a different character last night. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I lost it. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, Martin Freeman has a son named Joe uh, that is a vegetarian, just so you know. And Simon Pegg is his son's godfather. So just a little knowledge about Martin Freeman for you. All right. Is Martin Freeman related to Morgan Freeman? He is not that I'm aware that I've discovered. Uh, but his son Joe is a vegetarian, and you know who Simon Pegg is, right? Yeah, yes. we all know who Simon Pegg is, right? He is Martin Freeman's son's godfather because they're good buds. Uh, well, Kabi expresses his disappointment at T'Challa, giving them the whole more of the same speech. I thought other things were going to be different when you took over, but your father was nothing, and you're nothing. And then Killmonger kills Claw, shoots him. Uh, and kills his girlfriend too. Uh, and while Shuri heals Ross, T'Challa confronts Zuri about Njobu. That's when he's like, Hey, wait a minute, what the fuck is this? He had the ring, what the hell? And so Zuri explains that back in the 90s on a war dog assignment, which Artstar wasn't sure about, uh, Njobu was planning to give Wakandan technology to people of African descent across the globe. So that they could overthrow their oppressors with it. Uh, and then this is when I made a point of the, the comment that made me kind of be on Jobu's side when he says, you know, they flooded our communities with drugs and weapons and then overly policed us, overly incarcerated us. And it's like, you're exactly right. And the only thing to save you is uh Overthrowing the entire government. No, Wakandan technology. What's the blue oh, yeah. vibranium? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so I, I get it. That's why I was kind of like, yeah, he's got to... I don't know. And then it's to T'Chaka arrests Najobu. Najobu attacks Zuri, leaving T'Chaka no choice but to kill him. And we see that kind of that in the flashback. And then uh, he ordered Zuri to lie about what happened and say that Najobu had simply disappeared. However, they left behind Najobu's son, who T'Challa realizes is, in fact, Killmonger. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's pretty and shitty. Not... And we talked about that in the last couple of episodes. That was pretty shitty that he yeah. did that. And T'Challa <laughs> recognizes that. But I don't and... know why. Like, why Why did they lie about it? Like, why uh, not just but... say what happened? I don't, I don't think it was more of an omission, don't you think? I mean, you know, it's a lie of omission. It, I, why did they do this? Uh, they needed to preserve. I mean, I get why they killed him, but why not just tell the the, the Wakandans just, hey, he was doing this. I had to kill him. He, they did not think they would agree with him, or he attacked him and I defended him. And I don't think know, that yeah. was an issue at all. It might have been. You know, he was killing. He killed his brother. He killed the prince of Wakanda. Uh, it but is. I don't think of it that way. I think of it as oh, I shit. think of him having put his country before his family, which is a is a pain point that we see mm-hmm. for T'Challa. 
Yeah. And I think as a king, he might not have felt he needed to explain himself. That's possible. I think also, it's that simple. There's there's staunch isolationists as well. And I think that's why they didn't bring in Jadaka back is because he was, you know, raised yes. at the age of what, nine, eight or nine in America. And they didn't And they want... could have. I do think he should have brought him back. The kid yeah, back. Should have. I don't yeah. But that that was that's the thing that they are wrong but about. But I think that's where he was, yeah. But he does say speak nothing of this. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's more of a I don't have to tell people shit. I'm a king. I don't think he thinks either that I'm sure or... he feels bad because that's his brother. Yeah, it's, and it that would be a huge disgrace on the the royal family, I think, and might cause some instability in Wakanda between the tribes. But I don't think he thinks it's on him badly. All right, speaking of royal family, uh, TBJ, did you watch the coronation of the king of... Uh... No, I don't give a damn about Charles. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't you say you watched the royal wedding? Because I was rooting for everybody black. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there, there, there are black people? In the royal, royal uh, Me- Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle. And oh yeah, that's right. That's were. right. Is yes. she? But didn't they leave the priesthood or the whatever it's called? They the... gave up. Did their you say title. priesthood? I he's think still I... always. I mean, he's always a prince at the end of the day. That's still his lineage. He's always a prince. So, so if prince... I mean, he might have given up a title, but his he literally was born of a king. Like you can't change that. Okay, he went so... full Prince Zamunda. <laughs> Who's uh I'm trying to think of an example of a prince in Disney that uh wasn't there a, a frog prince like a frog that turns into a prince? That was the princess. Prince Naveen. Is no, that I guess the prince Princess in the P? I don't know. Princess in <laughs> the Frog. Naveen is his name. But he turns into a prince, right? No, he is a prince who's turned into a frog. Oh, turns into a frog. Okay, so say that guy before he gets turned into a frog leaves. Like says, screw you, royal family, I'm out of here. And then goes and lives with the girl he falls in love with or whatever. He's still a prince, even if he left the not by like he's not he has no right to the title, but you you still are born of royalty. So you can't change your birthright. You just change the title and what you could inherit. Uh, okay, like the Von Erics. And no one's calling him by his title, but he's always going to be Prince Harry. Or like the the Hart family, like even Bruce Hart. Is one of the Heart <laughs> Foundation, even though he's no. This is not the Joverse, not the Joverse. <laughs> he never tagged with Jim the Anvil. <laughs> and a little known fact: when speaking of the Hart family, you know, David Boy Smith ended up marrying another Hart's wife after he divorced his wife, who was a Hart. That's weird. It was, it was weird, or he ended up dating another one or something. Okay. Another it was. One of the other hearts' wives. I don't know. Anyway. What a great fact. <clears throat> yeah, shut up, Andy. <laughs> uh, the Heart Foundation. This is all about the Heart Foundation. Um, they, where were we at? So he ordered him to lie. Yeah, he says, don't tell him what happened. TBJ says he didn't order him. Killmonger takes Claw's body to Wakanda. Bringing it I didn't say he didn't order him. I just, I don't think it is for the same reasons. Yeah, we you would said think he a just normal did person would be motivated by. Yeah, he shouldn't have to explain himself is what he th- you're thinking, he's thinking. Shuri explains sonic stabilizers and magnetic levitation trains to Ross. So we kind of get that whole, you know, uh, exposition about, you know, how these trains work so we can understand it later when they're fighting, I guess. Um, 
And then Ross. Another reason he told him to shut up is that he doesn't want that sentiment to spread, like the anti-action, like wanting to get involved in the rest of the world. Like Wakanda has been so isolated and so secret for so oh, long. Oh, so yeah, okay, I can see that. So also, don't speak of this because we don't want that idea getting in other people's heads. Yeah, we don't want this to happen again. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Um, After the magic levitation trains, Ross explains who Killmonger is. Uh, It said he graduated Annapolis School of Seamanship at age 19. Uh, MIT for grad school. He joined the SEALs. Afghanistan got the name Killmonger. Joined the JSOC ghost unit. Where this is where I wanted to ask TBJ as the military person here, uh, if she can explain what a JSOC ghost unit is. Not in detail. That's not my branch of the military, but I'm gonna guess the title. And sorry for the listeners, that is me being. Um, oh, I'm gonna guess by the title, it's gonna be there are sections of the military you don't need to know about. They take out gotcha. they they carry missions you don't need to know. So, so like a special limited. operations command joints. Yeah, there are there's. We lost her for a second. So ghost unit means it's like secret. Yeah. Like... So many security features. I will note that when I was in the military, their security clearance up each rank you go or whatever you're handling. And so that is probably one that's got the toughest clearance to have. So did you ever. uh like have intelligence intelligence that other people didn't and then lord it over them like no one i didn't lord anything over anyone (laughs) uh two i did have to have particular clearance because sometimes i drove dignitaries if they were visiting the place that i was located oh man i had to have a particular clearance for that because of that and sometimes i had to transport foreigners i was a transportation person oh, yeah, um so by the transport transport foreigners so i had to have a level of clearance i will note that my credit wasn't great when i joined <laughs> and so i had to clear it all up because they don't want you susceptible to bribes so i had to oh. completely clean up my credit to get the level of security clearance i needed is that why we can't bribe you now in a san excelsior <laughs> probably i'm also just a tourist so it's hard to bribe me that is super interesting i had no that's really interesting to know can you imagine being a dignitary and tbj's your driver that'd be awesome they loved me i was a great airman I bet you were. Everybody loves TBJ. You can't not. And that's, that's kind of what Ever K. Ross was. He was like, you have to shepherd dignitaries around. Okay. And uh, he was only supposed to like accompany T'Challa in Washington, D.C. for like three days for some reason because he was there investigating something. Okay. And suddenly he got completely caught up in his life. So that explains why out of all of the MCU, TBJ is most attracted to Everett Ross's character. Correct. <laughs> is that is that it? Forget, <laughs> forget the Hemsworth. It's yep. all about us. Everett Ross is all about Martin Freeman. Well, he is a Hobbit, and you love yeah. Harry Potter, so <laughs> he's not. <laughs> Hobbits aren't Harry Potter. <laughs> that you that's the next. We'll have to watch the Lord of the Rings. No one will ever convince me that Hobbits aren't Harry Potter. Okay, we're Ross... gonna watch all the Harry Potters and then Lord of the Rings, and then we've got a lot to cover. Okay. Yeah. Well, Ross also goes on to say that, uh, or somebody says that Killmonger has a war dog tattoo. Maybe it wasn't Ross, but. 
but we oh, he has a war dog. I think Shuri says it maybe he has war dog tattoo, but we have no record of him. And that's that's the the lip tattoo. Uh-huh. Um, and then I think that's when he shows up to the throne room and reveals his identity as T'Challa's cousin and puts forth his claim to the throne. Can we um, just talk about? That hey auntie, hey yes, I just made a note. Yes, hey auntie was gonna be the next thing I wrote because that was it was so smooth. Because Mm. she was like, oh, who is that? Hey, hey auntie, that was so fucking funny. Uh, yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's why I had a little uh, note about that. I I can't remember exactly how he said or or where he said it, but but you could see the elder's face like what the. Who is that? Um, <laughs> and he's just so smooth with it. Um, and so Killmonger challenges T'Challa to ritual combat. He kills Zuri, then defeats T'Challa, throwing him over the waterfall, as we kind of alluded to. And then he ingests the heart-shaped herb to gain the power of the Black Panther and then orders that the rest of the herbs be incinerated. But Nakia manages to extract one last herb first. Not herb. Or is it herb? Uh, not to be confused with peaches and herb. Peaches and herb. Yeah. <laughs> I say herb, but some people say herbs. Uh, uh, if, if you're uh, you're British, you say herb. Herb. There's a fucking H in it, according to Eddie Izzard. Okay. Killmonger is supported by Wakabi and his army and prepares to distribute shipments of vibranium around the world. Uh because he, like I said, we we I think we alluded also to this that he knew there's already spies everywhere and they were they're already ready and they're just activating them. Uh, Nakia, Shuri, Ramonda, and Ross flee to the Jabari tribe to get help, and Ramonda is Angela Bassett, uh, who should always be the lead character in everything she's in. Uh, they, they find a comatose T'Challa who has been cared for by the Jabari tribe in return for his benevolence and sparing M'Baku's life. Um, so uh, I think we already talked about this. Is Angela Bassett, did she do Black Panther just because of how meaningful it is in the black community? Or do you think they just had to throw a ton of money at her? Like, because she's something I I don't know if it was. I mean, actresses audition for things that speak to them, but I don't recall her doing such an in depth interview as to why. But I, hey, Ryan Coogler, I think you inherently know. Yeah, you inherently know it's going to be special, but probably not this special. Yeah. I mean, Angela Bassett. Or did they promise her her own feature movie with Ramonda as the. The badass. She don't need no promises. She Angela Bassett. She gonna get a top <laughs> role regardless. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's just so good. Anyway, uh, uh, shit. Where was I at? Uh, oh, healed by the herb. The herb. Now I can't say herb right. I want to say <laughs> herb right now. I want to say herb. Healed by the the herb, T'Challa returns to Wakanda to fight Killmonger. Shuri, Nakia, and the Dormilaje join. T'Challa, and confronted by Okoye, Wakabi and his army stand down after after a little while, after a big battle. Um, yeah, which the climactic battle of the entire of the whole thing. Yeah, which was movie, yeah. awesome. I mean, it was. Yeah, yeah. Okoye really... had to basically say, "I like 
<laughs> like stand up and threaten to kill her own husband. Yeah, she said I will. And she does choose again. She chooses. Uh, oh wait, she takes her role. She chooses honor. And yeah, she's honor. Not just blind loyalty over her title. love. Yeah, right. She's. Yeah. Yeah, she's choosing nation over love. In the opposite way. Well, he would say he's choosing nation because he's sticking with the current king. Right. But she knows that that was ill acquired, ish. And, and like so. Shala says, I I am not dead, and I never yeah. yielded. So that yeah. gives yep. Okoye permission to go. All right. Right. And now she can say, yeah, country over. I don't blame her. I mean, if you are my spouse and I'm coming at you, and you dare come at me too, you dare. <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to sick your rhino on me. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh my oh. god, dude. And that was the go. best when Divorce she steps immediately. When she steps in front of that rhino and it just kisses her like that. Was and, and then let's. I love the fact that there are rhinos. Wakabi runs a rhino farm, I guess, and he can summon war rhinos to beat the shit out of people when he wants. To. I love that. That is an option. Yeah, those are badass rhinos. But that my dog doesn't like my dog wants to get the rhinos every time they're on the screen she, <laughs> she perks up and no somehow she only notices animals on tv i don't know how she notices them, <laughs> but she jumps up and barks at them so she wants to get that rhino uh uh where are we at um fighting in the vibranium mine yeah so towards the end of this uh killmonger and black panther uh, he saves Shuri and then knocks him off the side of the cliff and they fall into the vibranium mine. Uh, and T'Challa manages to stab Killmonger and Killmonger refuses to allow himself to be healed as he would rather die a free man than live in prison. Um, I, I guess what I skipped in here somewhere, I guess throughout the whole thing, when there's this whole big battle, again, it's that Everett Ross thing where he's trying to fly the plane and Sure, he's got to walk him through, and it feels like it feels like they originally wrote this like sure he's just in some is like a man in a chair somewhere staring at a screen telling him what to do. But she's in the middle of an intense battle, beating the shit out of people. She doesn't. How does she have time to be like, oh, do this now, uh, do that? Like, she's like, a top notch chick, and that's what women do every goddamn day. <laughs> she's got an earpiece. She knows her shit. She knows exactly what she built and how to operate it. And but it's uh, like, she trusts Ross and to be just pilot be like, enough to understand. Shut the fuck up, Ross. No, she would you? probably rather him check in and figure out what he's doing right than mess up her shit. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> if I'm gonna leave you to take care of something that's mine, even if I'm in the midst of something, I'd rather you check in instead of trying to figure out yourself and damage my stuff. Make an X. Make an X with your hands. <laughs> And she's gonna like, release it, yeah, yeah. But what, while she's also fighting, like you can yeah. tell, she's busy, but she's smart and can multitask. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just that's when he got annoying to me. I was like, get him out of here. I want this is an awesome battle. Uh, I don't know. I guess <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like in I don't know Star Wars. Are you saying you were battle. fed up with the white man? Is that what yes. you're saying, Joe? Down with the white man of daily life. Screw white guys. They're done. It's over. They've jumped the shark. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he'd rather a Killmonger would rather die a free man than live in a prison. And he kind of talks about you know my ancestors buried me in the ocean because they knew uh, the ones who jumped the ship knew you know uh, it was better. Than Death that. was better than what was coming. They than knew. what was coming. Yeah, and yeah. he wasn't wrong. 
I mean, that's not the exact quote, but essentially that's something like that. Yeah. yeah but it was just like, bondage. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty heavy, kind of poignant statement. And then T'Challa establishes an outreach center at the building in Oakland where MC Hammer uh, got his start. Hammer. Uh, on hammer. The I am hammer. Are you going to place I hammer in the MCU? Well, that's what I they put him in an MCU. Yeah. He, he's in the MCU. <laughs> he is. I think where that outreach center is towards the end of this movie is where hammer came up with the, the lyrics for pumps and a bump. Pumps and a bump. <laughs> pumps. Yeah. We like the girls with the pumps and a bump. That's a great song. Anyway. Back uh, at a group. We... Say it again. Really... The, the show in the eighth grade, and my group and I danced to Pumps and the Bumps. Wait, wait, say that wow. again, TBJ. We lost you for a second. I heard, I heard the end of it, but it's gonna. I think it's gonna block every time I talk. But in the eighth grade, my friends and I did, did a talent show, and we danced to MC Hammer's Pumps and the Bumps. Pumps and a bump. Pumps and a bump. <laughs> Do you have video of that anywhere? No video proof. Because I think that came out. Gosh, you were in eighth grade. Well, you are a young and that, that was early ninety or like mid nineties. That was after he uh, sort of yeah. crashed. But then I think Snoop Dogg had signed him. Yeah, he went. He signed with Suge Knight. That's when he became Hammer. He wasn't MC Hammer anymore. Yeah, he was on Death Row. <laughs> yeah, he joined Death Row. Death Row. Yeah, right. Because uh, I was, I think I was either in college or out of college by then. Maybe I was in college. Um. Anyway, uh, oh, he's in Oakland, where Njobu died, uh, and he's doing that outreach center, which will be overseen by Nakia. Nakia. I almost said Nakia. Nakia and Shuri, and he intends. Yeah, where it is. He. I don't know why I keep losing my spot. He intends for the center to be the first in a series of efforts by Wakanda to help uplift impoverished communities around the world. T'Challa appears before the United Nations, finally revealing Wakanda's true identity as a technological superpower. Uh, I love that part where the guy's like, and what makes you think we care about what a bunch of farmers are doing? And he's got that smile kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, the whole, of like, uh, only fools build walls. Uh, the, the some, We build bridges only fools build walls which is like a direct smack in the face of the whole build the wall trumpy shit yeah Yo. yeah build a giant wall that'll solve all our problems well i think even besides the fact that even if how dumb it is even if even if the wall did anything the whole thing is it wouldn't do anything like they, it's not you can't build a wall around everything like that it's still gonna be you know, it's, uh, it's planes, so boats. <laughs> yeah, I build a dome around it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think those are just the cutscenes, right? I think those were both the cutscenes: the Oakland thing and the UN thing. There was was there another one? I can't. Oh, the other one was White Wolf. Yeah, at the end, Gray Wolf or whatever he's. Gray Wolf. You had it right the first but time. Gray he... Wolf is a game yeah. Game of Thrones. Well, there are hobbits in Game of Thrones, also, so. <laughs> Harry Potter, Hobbits, Game of Thrones are all the same thing. And that's not that. the same. So we got through Black Panther. I kind of sped yep. through the end because I feel like we we had already alluded to pretty much everything that happened. Um right. 
We wow, did it. Yeah. This is like our 15th attempt to record Black <laughs> <Yeah>. Panther. <laughs> and we've been talking about Black Panther throughout the whole, I feel like the whole time we've been doing this podcast, we've been kind of alluding to Black Panther. Uh, so, because well, it did win our our one of our brackets last year at Heroes Con. So it, it did the it's uh, very important show, a very important favorite movie. superhero movie. Favorite superhero remains one of the one? MCU's best. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was very good. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just like Marvel does it again. Like it's just they've got this formula. They suck you in. Kick-ass scene, kick-ass scene, kick-ass action scene, important stuff that, you know, with the people you care about, and then kick-ass fight scenes. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's got... Yeah, kick-ass! I mean, the action and the what they can do now just is amazing, you know, so... Yeah, I think there's so much cool shit in there. I think the next thing is when it's going to be like immersive movies where you're inside the movie. Um I don't know if you guys have you heard are this, the movie. This whole thing, this dome that they have in Vegas, I guess they're building. It's like an immersive immersive concerts and everything else where it's just like you're gonna be in the world that it's gonna be like complete three sixty movies probably someday where you're inside of it. It might be. That's the only thing to top this, I think. This, this where we're at now. I mean we're at a great time. Uh, we're way better than we are when the incredible Barbarella came out. Well, that yeah, and the the first Avengers with Captain America wearing a motorcycle helmet. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna figure out a way to make smell o vision work so you can smell everybody. Smell farts. Yeah, they smell when Seth Rogen farts in a movie. I think they already have that work in the works. Like that presentation we did the other day with those immersive guys at Stage Door. They said they have places that are doing that now. Like they're shooting mist at you if it's a water thing and they're wow. putting scents in the air, you know. That's Rides cool. are doing that, I think. I don't know. I'm gonna go yeah, take I know, in like the Disney the, immersive experience. Yeah, and and the movie rides like uh I rode the Transformers ride at uh Universal Studios Hollywood and you know like there's a like Megatron points his gun at you and there's all like a burst of heat that comes into your face. Oh really? Yeah, so they do yeah. those things. That's what I've heard those yeah. rides. I've never done any of that stuff, but I've heard those are cool. Yeah, there's one. I can't remember the name of it, but it, it takes you around the world around the world essentially. It like takes you over peaks and it takes you in the forest and you can smell the flowers and the rain coming and yeah. it gets everything. Yeah, that's probably yeah. And, and the other thing on the Universal tour is like there's a point where you sort of pull into the station and you get like a mini Fast and Furious scene playing all around as if it's like they're fighting all around the little tram you're on, and like this tram will shake a little bit when a bull explosion goes off and there's like a shot of like a missile coming through and it's and it's it's moving so fast that it's you can almost swear it blew right by your face and blew oh something gosh. else up on the other side cool. or uh king kong is fighting dinosaurs and smacking them into the tram and you're shaking and stuff like that they they have weight that's that's i guess the future is uh and now like they can put it in your chair or something they can like put it you know they have rumble packs on uh Xbox controllers or whatever where it makes your controller shake when explosions yeah. and shit happen. They can do that with your chair in the movie theater if they want. Do you to. think the future of 
executions will be like how do you, how do you want to be executed do you want hulk to smash you or do you want to be blown up by iron man and they'll have like a simulation <laughs> oh, of i highly doubt that <laughs> you want to be shot to the moon yeah you want to be shot out of a cannon directly into a brick wall or do you want iron balls mcginty to kick you in the balls <laughs> or do you want to break your foot kicking iron balls mcginty from the jerk uh maybe not um Iron Balls McGinty. That was a character. It was. And this is another episode of the Iron Balls McGinty podcast. <laughs> Lord, have help us all. Have help either of you seen The Jerk? <laughs> I have. CBJ or Art Star, have you seen it? With Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Yeah. Martin. <laughs> That's uh, a different Martin. <laughs> Anyway, so we're done. And what did you okay? We'll go around the horn. You guys all hated it. I'm the only one who liked it. No, it's sure, Joe, if that's what you want the general public to believe, but they also aren't <laughs> dumb, so they know that's not true. Boom, yes. burn. And this is our chance to tell the general public you can come see us at Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 16th, 17th, and 18th. That's right. We're still in the process of developing what exactly we're going to be doing in our panels there, but uh, the only guarantee is there will be nudity. <laughs> that is not a guarantee. There will be fun. No nudity unless you play a certain price and you can get art stars by meat. Yes, you can. You will. We will be auctioning off one night alone with art star to do whatever you want to do. Bring those dollars. All dollar bills. I accept all. Bitcoin only. <laughs> oh, but then I don't think you're gonna Bitcoin like Bitcoin and Ethereum. What about yeah, vibranium? If you have some vibranium, vibranium, bring it. Bring it. What bring would it you all. guys? What would be the first thing you guys did with vibranium if you had vibranium? Uh. Well, uh, I don't know what you can do with the raw ore. I don't know uh, how someone's going to shape it without a whole country dedicated to actually refining it. You, you're you good at ruining everything. I'm starting a tribe of Correct. people, and we're going to figure that out. That's what I'm going to do, and we're going to mine it. We're going to figure uh, out how to do it right. But we're going to go in the cover and have our own nation in the tropics somewhere. You won't know we exist. That's It'll right. be all women, too. All right. Yeah, screw you, dudes. Yep. Exactly. That's how I feel all the time. Yeah, dudes have <laughs> white dudes have jumped the shark for sure. Uh, especially Andy. Uh, no offense. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty shitty. But I did love this movie. I was yeah. so excited that it exists. Yeah, and uh, it was, and there was enough of there was a great deal of what I first fell in love with with Black Panther stories in this film. So uh, it was just hitting all my nerd buttons and it made me happy and I'm I'm glad everyone else loved it too and I'm yeah, glad it star was, studded impact. It was really good. Yeah. Um and now we move on to incredible. Yeah, and I feel like now it's good cuz this I feel like in a lot of ways this is what we were leading up to in a lot of ways like you guys kept like trying not to say stuff about Black Panther cuz it was such an important movie to all you guys. Now you can say these things. But now we move on to Avengers Infinity War. Infinity War. Oh, uh, yes. Which, spoiler alert, this is where everybody disappears. Yes. This is like the, the first of uh, first part of a two-part Avengers 
story that is the culmination of the entire MCU up to this point. So this one and Endgame are like two part. Yeah, it's like a two part. Because that's the thing. Yes. Like what I so I did watch that right. Well, and John- What's that? One big story. Oh, one big story. Yeah, that's I mean, right. I guess the whole thing is all the Avengers ones are one big story. But uh, yeah, that's valid. What it's been building to ever since the end of the first Avengers movie, where you get that little cutscene at the end and Thanos sort of grins. Uh, to challenge them is to court death, and Thanos grins because his big thing in the storyline is he's yeah. he wants to be in love with actual death. But uh, this, this is, is where we figure out the Infinity Stones and all that shit. Yeah, man. all the Infinity Stones come into the fore, and you find out why he's doing this and what his plans are, and can anybody stop him? So the can, next, can all these heroes get together and stop him? Next episode, we'll delve into more. Doctor Strange is back, and Spider Man, and Iron Man, and uh, yep. everybody. And, but uh, like the Avengers aren't Black Widows there. broke up because the Civil War, so they're right. not together. They're in disarray. They're all in different places and kind of come back together a little bit. And Captain America and his crew Wanda, are hiding. Vision and um, and uh, Wanda was in Captain America's crew, but Vision was not. But they're they're stealing their moments away. And yep. everyone seems to be leaning more towards Cap was right. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to all this very soon in the next episode of Nerd School. But for now, we got to get out of here. And we got to get out of this place. And we might be having a couple of interesting little uh, bits coming up soon because the Nerd School the has been invited to a special event, a premiere of a uh, Marvel exhibit. That's the right. Discovery Place in Charlotte. So uh, right. we're not really sure what to expect and what's going to be there, but we're going to try to get some at least some footage for YouTube, if not some audio for podcastery. And uh, there yeah, will be some goodness coming. We'll out. share something with y'all. We'll be yeah for sure. Yeah, so check us out, and you can watch, you can listen to Nerd School on YouTube too. It's on the History for Dirks channel. Uh, every time we put out an episode, it comes out on YouTube also. That's uh, correct. Just so everybody knows that, in case you didn't know that's that. That's a way to get it. And now you know. If you don't know, now you know. And also, uh, out of nowhere, just for nerds, how would you introduce someone to Star Wars who has never seen any Star Wars? Yes. What? Oh, good question. Because what order? What order would you watch the films? Star Wars Rebels first. Yes. I would Joe, start with Order no 66. I would start, start with, with Order 66. Nope. Start with making them read the three Heir to the Empire books from Timothy Zahn from the, the early... No, movie. in all honesty, <laughs> tell us if you would I'll, go four, five, just six, start, start by reading Thrawn. Start by yeah. reading Thrawn. I, I think that the choices would have to be droids. either start with the four, five, six. Or start with droids. Or, Start one or start in chronological order, or the it's, Christmas special. There's no other, yeah, just the holiday special on repeat for three just hours. the B. Arthur scenes <laughs> and the Art Carney scenes, and that's it. I know you need Itchy and Lumpy in there as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Speaking of Itchy and Lumpy, I gotta go take an Itchy Lumpy. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> bye, y'all. Bye, everybody. Nerds. Excelsior! Excelsior!
your day. Thank you for listening to the Nerd School Podcast. About the president no more But evidently they don't see we in the streets still poor Still more incarceration of my kinsmen by the prisons And people thinking this election to end it racism Proud of a pessimism, glad to see Obama But don't expect me not to speak out when I still see problems Mr. Officer, now they POTUS look like me You gon' think again when seeing brothers rolling down the street Every Martin Luther King on his American dream Still a Rodney being beaten, screaming fuck the police Me, I'm running through the pasture, trying to get away from master But the dogs is on my ass, I gotta move a little faster Can't pass for Caucasian, but I got a couple papers From the plantation saying I graduated Congratulations, cool beans, but to most school me Tryna dodge STDs, living off government cheese Trust the government, please, not even if it was me Sitting in the Oval Office as Commander-in-Chief Tryna give us this free, but there's a nigga in my ear saying You got it, Superman, you oughta keep it here Get this distinctly clear, I'm all about jetting Raps Kunta Kinte without the half-stepping A new chapter, packed with new lessons After that, the final exam, any questions? QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com Excelsior